Gentlemen, start your engines. This is going to be a mighty emotional occasion for a lot of people, not the least of whom is myself. In a race to remember. But this is absolutely gobsmacking. He hasn't even hit the brake yet. It's gone crazy at the top of the hill. What an off-the-scale car race. G'day, I'm Dan Hollihan. Welcome to my motorsports podcast, On the Couch with Hawley. Brought to you by Sweet Black, creating success for people. Today on the podcast, we've got Lachlan Moore. Lockie is my youngest guest at the age of 19. Lockie has raced carts, legend cars, Formula Ford, and is now a current front runner in the Aussie Racing Car Series. He also loves his footy, music, and driver coaching, and he also stole my mechanic, Scotty Morgan. So let's get into it. Lachlan Ward, welcome to the podcast, dude. How you been? How you going, man? No, I've been good, been good. Keeping busy. Yeah. How have you been the past few weeks? You um raced at Wakefield Park, didn't you, recently? How was that? Yeah, so we we joined the Aussie Race Cars at the start of the year, as you know. And um yeah, Wakefield Park was like my home track. Even though I'm a Sydney boy, it was my home track because I've done thirty plus races there in a legend car. Mm. Um and it was pretty cool to be out there. Like all the officials were pretty stoked to see me up in a in a bigger category. Um we finished third for the round. We're tied second. Mm. But yeah, we got pip from the last race. It goes on results if you're tied. Yeah. So the last race I finished third, which ended me third for the weekend. But yeah, it was a pretty good weekend actually. How's all, how's the whole Aussie race car deal work? Because it's not really televised a lot, but it's like shown on social media, but how's yeah. like the whole, the point structure work and the reverse grids? Cause you, you see a lot of that on social media, yeah. but you don't actually get to see what you guys do really. Yeah. So Aussie race, it's actually a bit different in most categories. Like you got, I know like Formula Ford, you got say 25 points and it goes 23, so mm. on. Um, Aussie race cars between every single position is one point. So that's where you see like, if someone has a six point lead, like that's huge in Aussie mm. race cars. Like it's unheard of. Like people got six point lead. Like I know back like in 2014, like Darren Chamberlain, a bit earlier actually, he got he had a six point lead into the last race and he just chilled mm. around in six sevenths the whole race because that's that's all he needed. Yeah. And then, yeah, you got that reverse grid race, which again they, they're all about trying to give everyone a chance in mm. Aussie race cars. So they reverse. They used to do reverse full grid, but they change it now to top ten. Yep. So yeah, t- reverse top ten for the third race mm. and then races one and two you actually get restrictors in i didn't know if you know that no i didn't know so that. yeah so top two at wakefield so at, at every track but at wakefield i got a restrictor in for race one yeah um because i finished second and then race two i finished second again so i got another restrictor yeah um and they go from four to eight mil so if you we had stock was two sixes and two fours mm. so after race one and two i had all sixes in yeah um and that again just tries to bring everyone back close to the field because if you can get better racing obviously it's better for tv and like at Tassie, they at Eastern Creek, sorry, we impressed them so much that Tassie they gave us more laps. Yeah, right. Because we we are like one of the only classes that haven't had a safety car mm. for like multiple races and are putting on the best show. Yeah, uh, and that's that's what I like about L- Lichtenberger spun out in front of the whole field, he didn't did. he? And there was still no mate, safety car. Mate, I came, I came <laughs> around that corner like turn three. We're doing like one thirty through there. Yeah, and just see this car pointing directly at me. I was like, oh, this ain't gonna be good. <laughs> and like Josh Anderson, he was across the grass. We had. Tom Heyman and Reese Chapman on the left, like on the ripple strip. Yeah. Cody Garland on the grass on the outside. Yeah. And we went four wide. I know, you know, Wakefield, like yeah. we went into turn five, four wide. Yeah. Like it just unheard of. And none of us touched. Like we just wow. kept going. Like it was awesome. Bloody awesome. Holy shit. How's Scotty as a, as a crew, <laughs> as a crew chief? <laughs> I, um, I definitely like, I do, I do give him some stressful moments. Like, I think I make, I've always made it hard for myself from legend cars as well. Mm. I've always like, even in former four, like, you know, and I had yeah. probably more DNFs than anyone and I still yeah. get that championship. I don't know like what it is, but I just like to make things hard for myself. Yeah. And we are, 
Yeah, even Eastern Creek, we blew the engine and then I went forward and then I went backwards and forwards and backwards in the races mm. and just kept making and then losing spots just by like silly things like someone spun in front of me so I had to dodge him and things like that. Mm. And he just, every time I come in, he just tells me, I stress him out. Like I yeah. just, on track, <laughs> I just stress him out. I think at Wakefield, especially that race three, like I, I was a bit annoyed at myself. Like we had good pace, but like the end of lap three, we were, uh, end of lap one, sorry, I think we were mm. third, mm. Like just like that. And I just got stuck there. I just couldn't get past. Didn't know mm. what to do. And I fell back to fifth. And I was I was annoyed at myself more than Scott was annoyed at me. Mm. But I think because Scott and I have been together since like more like 2019, working yeah. together since 2019. That that partnership, like we know, like I know he knows what I'm trying to say. I know what he's trying to say. We can bounce off each other really well. Mm. And I think we've learned together and progressed together. And I think that's something pretty cool. Yeah, we don't get with much people. Yeah, and with the with the Aussie with the like Aussie. Aussie Legends, I mixed the two together then. Yeah. Aussie race cars. So you're down on power. Does that give guys who are slower down the straight to beat you and then you've got to try and beat them through the corners? Is that, yeah. is that how it works in a way? Yeah, exactly. Right. So like you got the restrictors. They got a li- they got the carby mm. and then they put like a little silver manifold type thing and then you put, it's just a bolt that restricts the air intake. Mm. And like at Wakefield, it's not really a power track. It's mm. not that much of a power track. Uh, so you get two six mil restrictors in over everyone else. It doesn't make much of a difference. Mm. But at Tassie, I know when Tommy and Cody mm. uh, put them in, big difference. Like once you get up a bit into a higher rev range, like you can get past easily, but it's very hard for you to pass back. Mm. Um, and that's been in the category since, I would have been in the category since it started, I'd almost assume like a couple of years after it started. And um, yeah, I think it's a pretty good idea. It's a bit harder with things like Formula Ford, obviously, to do mm. things like that, but... I think it's really fair and it brings a field together. It's pretty good. Mm. A bit like racing like NASCAR and Aussie race cars at the moment. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, <laughs> you, so you would have, if you watched Tazzy, like, we'd go down the straight and it was just follow the leader. Like, yeah. anywhere anyone would go, yeah. just stick behind him. Because obviously Tazzy is just basically three big straights almost. Mm. But that was probably one of the hardest tracks I've had to race at. Because there's only three corners. Those three corners are going to be perfect. Otherwise, you lose half a second on each corner. Yeah. Um, and like, I remember Scotty over the radio. Every, I made a mistake. I went wide. He was just like, mate, come on, just go, just go. And I just kept dropping off. And I was like, nah, we got this. You just got to put your head down and yeah. focus on not what's behind and, and everyone around you. You just got to do your own thing. Yeah. Especially when there's that little corners. Because normally like at Wakefield, you might stuff up Fisher, but because you, you stuffed it up, you get mm. a better run and you can line it up more into the back kink where Tazzy, it's just two long straights into a tight yeah. corner and then another tight corner. Like, I feel like Talladega or Daytona. Yeah. Aussie race it's car. just <laughs> flat out. Like, I feel so bad for these engines. Like yeah. they're just pinging at like nine and a half grand, 10 grand just down the straight top gear and you're just sitting there just waiting. Yeah. And then you just, you want it to go faster. Yeah. You want it to go more and it just won't. It's yeah. like, that's all it's got. You actually pinged an engine at Eastern Creek, didn't you? In the first round. Yeah. So we, we, um, we brought the car off Josh Anderson. It was his second car. Mm. And yeah, we did just a, a day at London with him. Um, mm. And all we did was bending brakes for two sessions mm. um, just to make sure everything felt right. And we found an issue with the gear shifter, which we fixed for Eastern Creek. Mm. Um, then we went to Wakefield, I think two weeks out from Eastern Creek. Mm. Again, we just took it easy. Like we were from like Wakefield pace. I was like two seconds off what we were meant to be running. I was mm. just really chill. Um, and then again, just making sure when we fixed the gear shifter, that worked. And then, yeah, went to Eastern Creek, practice qualifying, Perfect. I think we're eighth and fourth mm. or eighth and fifth. Um, and then about six laps in the race here, yeah, coming out of turn two, yep. start to die. And I was very confused. And then out of four, I put my foot in the clutch and just bang. That off. went. <laughs> yeah. So the fourth cylinder, the Conrad, I'm pretty sure bent yep. or snapped. And then it split the crankcase and yep. I did a number on it. But like we, we'd spoken to the engine builder and just nothing like just 
decided just went, just, it. <laughs> I just said it's my time to go. I'm going to leave, and it's just left. And I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> yeah. um, so that yeah, that that was a bit that sucked a bit, like a lot. Like that was really rough, especially first race. Hmm. Like our plan, obviously, as we like we do with everything. Like you know, my dad and I, we go into hmm. a series. We just want to like get in, do well, get out. Mm. That's what we've done since karting. We did it with legend cars. We did it in Formula Four. Just get in, do what we need to do, and get out. Because if I'm winning and up the front and mm. not getting challenged, I'm not learning anything. Yeah. So that was our plan, and then yeah, first race that hit us, and as I said, the points like is very very hard to mm. get points back. That killed me straight away. And you're third in the points now at the moment, aren't you? After wait, I believe yeah. I believe we're third. They haven't released the points yet. Um, there's some investigation going on mm. um, with something. But how yeah. many entered? How many normal entries is there? Is, there, is it a forty car field normally? No. So we got. I think we've got like twenty full series entries. Yep. And then like Eastern Creek, we had twenty eight. Tassie was twenty four. So it was Wakefield, and I think Bathurst will probably be over thirty. Um, yeah. Bathurst. Everyone like shows up for Bathurst. And that's what they say. Like. It's got a lot of drop-ins, drop-outs for mm. rounds. And especially with COVID, like, people can be a week out from an event mm. and just not sure can't do it. Yeah. And, like, physically can't do it. Yeah. It's a bit of a shame. Um, but, yeah, you got – yeah, because you can pay an upfront series entry, and that's what most people do in a secure Is, is there drop-around thing now for the COVID thing or not? No, no. I wish I know, there was. I know some, some, like, championships are doing that. Yeah, I think um, I think Legend Cars do it. Uh, X, I'm not sure about XLs. I can't remember. It's been mm. a while since I've been in XLs, but – yeah, I think I was hoping. I, I was a, one of the first things I asked Brad, the series manager. I was like, "Is there a drop round after I believe the engine?" He's like, "No." Nah. I was like, "Okay, <laughs> that, that sucks. That yeah. sucks." But um, yeah, like I think yeah, we're now a third. Um, Tommy Boy's got a big lead. He's been pretty dominant this year. But I think on one point behind Josh, he's in second. Yeah, because Josh had a DNF. But we've all basically had a DNF apart from Tom. Yeah. So we had Cody had a DNF. Reese didn't have a DNF, but he's had a few like unfortunate bad races, mm. um, which sort of equaled out. And yeah. We just need Tom to have a DNF and then we're all back on that even playing field. Yep. Let's go before we've, we've dived straight <laughs> into Aussie race cars because you've just done that. But um, I want to know a bit more like how you grew up and didn't yeah. you grow up in the shy way? I've been to your house once, yeah. I think. So. Yeah, yeah. So we grew, I grew up um, same house since I was a kid in Cornell. When mum and dad were picking a house, it was either Angadine or Cornell. They were the two cheapest. So yeah, in Cornell. Um, and yeah, like I rode bikes when I was younger um, with just, just for fun with me and my dad. Mm. Um, but I was a soccer kid. Mm. soccer for like 13 years i never never had motorsport in mind like that was never ever a thing on my mind like dad when i was younger had uh brock commodores he had a few sandmans yeah um no he had a few brock commodores like a sandman um and that was like about it that was the only thing car relevance at all mm. um none of my uncles or like my grandparents anything have raced anything um and i, I saw we went into well, it would have been Toys R Us back when they were a thing. Yeah. And there was, you know, the little electric cars kids drive yeah, around Yeah, yeah, yeah. The SFX, yeah. So the SFX tracks or yeah. just like, or they just the normal, like, you know, like remote control. No, no, the actual ones kids sit in and drive. Oh, like right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Those yeah. things are so fun. Like, I still drive around in them. They're, they're so much fun. <laughs> but I saw a Mario Kart version of one of them. Yeah. And I was like, I was like, wow, it would have been, I was like, oh, I was like 13, yeah. 14. Yeah. And I said to dad, like, I want that. <laughs> I want to get that. Yeah. And he's like, no. Nah. I was like, no, no, I want it. You don't understand. I want to get that <laughs> yeah, Mario yeah. Kart. He's like, no, I'm not wasting money on that. And he said, let's get a real go-kart. Yep. That was probably the most expensive mistake that man's made in his life. Yeah. But, <laughs> He's um, been paying for it ever since. Oh, man. like, <laughs> And then, yeah, we got that go-kart from a local guy in Canberra. Yeah. What, um, what was the go-kart? Was it an Arrow or a... My first go-kart was... was remember like, the chassis? It was like a 2002 some red thing. Like, it wasn't even a red speed. It was something else. Yeah. And then my first like proper go-kart was an Arrow... 
I think it would have been an AX9 chassis yep. that had X1 side pods on it. Yeah. And I just went and cut laps. Did you run laps at like Wollongong or Picton yeah, so or Wilson yeah. Creek? Where, I was went your, to, where was your main track that you ran it? So when I started, it was at Wollongong for like a solid few months. Every Thursday, dad would pick me up from school. Kids used to think I was sick because I'd rock up. Dad would have the go-kart in the back and they'd all be looking at it. But we'd go to Wollongong every Thursday, Arvo, um, yep. just my dad and I, and just cut laps around the track. Like rain, didn't matter. Just went out there on slicks and just had fun. And then, yeah, I did my first race in that chassis as well. I did my first, like, five meetings in that chassis. Mm. And this was just when the KA100 came in. Yep. And I was running around in a J. Yeah. Oh, so you're at the point where Karting Australia and Karting New South Wales was all the whole brand split, so to speak, happening, was so that it? was... So, like, they were changing over engines and... That no, was, that was... So that was, what, that would have been 6, 16, 16, when they yeah. were swapping the engines. Yep. And we bought this Arrow and it was like, yeah, it's a good car, it's a good engine, like, it'll go good. And then we went to race after like a year and they're like, oh no, there's different engines now. Mm. <laughs> Sick. Yeah, okay, cool. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. we'll just run around at the back then. So we ran around and just got out off our P's obviously. Yeah. Um, Cause there's no point buying an engine if I'm just learning. Mm. Um, and then, yeah, we bought the new engine and a deadly cart, mm. uh, which was, which is an arrow. Yep. Um, yeah. Dave Sarah's cart. Yeah, yeah. So we ran around in that. Would have been almost a year. Yeah. And we snapped it at Eastern Creek. Really? <laughs> in the rain. Like I, it was so quick in the rain and we're like, yeah, this is mad. Like, we're going to win in the rain. And we came in and realized why I was quick. It was because the thing was soft as hell because it <laughs> was snapped in half. I was like, okay, that's fun. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's what some people like, obviously, because this podcast is about learning for people mm. trying to get into to the sport. They don't realize that some of the cuts that they buy, like off that yeah. second hand, are really, really soft and yeah. will snap. So you'll actually yeah. be costing yourself money. Yeah, exactly. Like, And I do, I go through that a lot. I obviously do a lot of coaching. Mm. And things like that. And we go through a lot of, like, I help a lot of people get into it. Mm. And a lot of things with secondhand chassis, like, you can get a lot of sick ones, good ones. Mm. But they're, what's stopping someone from lying to you? And it could have been bent and they just straighten it. And you'd know yourself. If it's a bent chassis, yeah, that thing will bend back like that. Yeah, you give yeah. that thing, like, you hit two corners wrong, bang, bang. it'll bend back out. There's <laughs> no point running an old chassis that's been bent. It's just... Yeah. This is what happens, like you know. After that, did you just did you just compete in club days essentially? Then move into cars, like yeah. So we, but you were with New South Wales. We should actually talk about New South Wales kart team. So were you were you yeah. on your own for a bit? Then you went to New South Wales kart. Yeah. Team? So how we were with Intercarts, and then we went to Stable Karting, and I ran. How with is Brucey? Do you still chat to him? Yeah, all the time. Yeah, he's class he, guy. He's a legend, he's a isn't he? He's so funny. I love Bruce. <laughs> I, I, I get um like he's, he's up a, for the bands all the time. Oh, I get heaps of Snapchat memories that pop up. You know, they pop up a year yeah. after, two years after of just him like us at Coffs and Newcastle, and just he's a class guy. He's yeah. he's very funny. But yeah, we were with him doing our setup and all that and our engines. And then in that sort of that period as well, I started New South Wales kart team with yeah. Christian. Oh, so you started that with yeah. Christian yourself? Okay. Yeah. So me and my dad. Christian and myself, we started that. Mm. Um, we were the first team members um, and we thought there's just a market for it. Like no one in the category, like you know yourself, no one wants to help people get into it. Yeah. There's no team. You go to a team, like any team, like Top Gun or Tom Williamson, like they're awesome teams, mm. but they want you to be out the front. They want you to cut laps every single week, mm. get fast. They treat it as more like a state, national, professional, international yeah. level. Yeah. And there's, where, no, there's, where no, there's a gap where there's guys, as you said, there's yeah. learning. Yeah. There's no, there was no club, no, no, sorry, no team. Mm. You could go in and just have fun. Mm. Go in, have a laugh. Everyone helps in other, each other in that team. So now I'm the mechanic, the head, head driver coach and mechanic for that team. Mm. Um, and every race we go to, like someone will blow an engine. Mm. That thing will be changed in five minutes because everyone will stop what they're doing, go help them, change it. Like you got David Driscoll and Daniel Driscoll, like prime example. They, mm. I met them at a karting festival day thing dad put on yeah when dad was the karting new south wales junior development officer yeah 
and we met them and I've been with them since the start and they're a perfect example. Like he had no clue, no motorsport background, nothing. Mm. And now he can go to the track with Daniel, change his setup, change his sprocket, mm. take an engine off, put an engine on. Like, like it's just, they've got to be the most passionate, like, yeah. like father and son I've yeah. seen on the internet for sure. Oh, I love them. They're honestly like Daniel is a really good kid. And, um, so, Isn't he a huge fan of Scott McLaughlin? Yeah. Is that, yeah. No, well, Daniel's a tricky one. He, he supports whoever's winning. So at yeah, the moment, I think he's okay. with Gizzy. I think he's with Gizzy. <laughs> and I don't mind that. I'm yeah. a Red Bull. I'm a Red Bull boy. Like, yeah. I remember when I was young, Jamie Wincup sent me a video saying happy birthday. Really? Yeah. Mad. I, no. Oh, sorry. He said good job at um, one of my races. I won my first go-kart race and he, said, mm. he sent me things saying good job. It was mum's friend. His was friends Ronnie? with Yeah. Yeah. Ronnie. Yeah. Ronnie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was mom. Yeah, Ronnie's friends was like his nutritionist or okay, yeah, like that. His coach, yeah, um, and yeah, got him to send a video. Yeah, um, so ever since then, been Red Bull boy. Yeah, um, so I don't mind that Daniel's now supporting a Red Bull team, which is yeah. good. Does your mum and Ronnie get out on the piss all the time? Do they do they get loose or do they just do they just fantasize about that on Facebook? And They're not bad. Like mom, mom and Ronnie <laughs> go out every now and then, but I look up to my mum a fair bit. Like mum, she's a she's a pretty cool pretty cool chick. Like, yeah. She, she just says it how it is, very down to earth. No bullshit. No, she's just, yeah, I, I love yeah. my mom. She's very good. And she, she keeps you humble as well. Mm. And that's like a good thing. Like my dad, you know, my dad, he's very hard on me and, mm. and he likes to, I could win a world championship and he'll just say, oh, why didn't you win two? Like he'll, yeah. just, he'll just keep going, like just make me try and make me better and better and better as he can. And my mom's like that, but does it in a different way. Mm. Yeah. So I, I look up to my mom. Does your dad do that with Bo though? Cause Bo's going for a professional soccer career, isn't he? Is he still going for yeah, that? So or my not? brother played for Sydney FC last year. Yeah. And, okay. And now he's with, he went, he played for Sharks, went to Sydney FC and it was just too hard. Mm. Go to the city, every, like Macquarie Park every day mm. in the morning and afternoon. It just becomes a lot. Um, mm. So he went back to Sharks this year um, and he's doing well. He's, he's, he's out at the moment as an injury, I think. I would say. Is he the same age as you he's or just 17. 17? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So two years younger. And yeah, he's doing well, but he's actually smashing in the music industry at the moment. Yeah, right. Um, so he's in a band, played a big gig the other week. He had like 300, 400 people there. He was a support act for a band. Wow. Yeah, he's doing really well, really well. So does he prefer, does he want to go more the music route because of the, because of your family's background or does he want to stick to like sport? Yeah, look, I don't know. Like he's a very sport, like he, anything sport he'll watch. Like I'll come home some afternoons and he's watching TV, watching footy highlights from 2012 or something. Yeah. Like something like that. Like he... He could name to you any player in any footy team or any soccer team. Mm. He's, he's one of those kids. But I've seen, like, the passion in, in him with music. Mm. Like, I haven't seen him drive for things like soccer and, like, anything else he does as much as he's driving music. And, like, he's doing well. Like, fair game to him. Like, he can write a good song. Mm. Um, What's his band called? We might as well just give yeah, him a Sunset shout Avenue. <laughs> Sunset Avenue. So, yeah. yeah, my mate Rick is his guitarist, um, yep. who I was in a band with. Yep. Um, and he's got Jet and Josh, which are his mates. And then he sings and plays backup guitar. Well, and, and you guys, obviously your parents own a studio. So yep. do they hang out there most of the time after school and whatnot? Like, yeah, how's, how's it work for like you boys anyway? Cause you're more the car route, but yep. it, we'll talk a bit about your brother. So what happens yeah. in his like daily life? Well, he goes, he's still at school at the moment. He's in year 12 at the moment. And then he normally goes, he trains like four nights a week and then game on Saturday. And then one morning a week as well. Like just ridiculous. Rap soccer is insane. Mm. I don't know how they do it, but, um, yeah, he slowly goes to the studio. I'd say maybe one. He doesn't really go to the studio. My my mate, he's got a little um, container set up, and they've got mm. instruments in there. And then um, our neighbor across the road, which is in his band, he's got the same sort of thing. And, like, for a solid year there, that's like, that's where we spent most of our hours, just having fun playing music. It's really good to switch off mm. music. 
But yeah, he goes to the studio and records once every week, maybe once every two weeks. Yeah, right. So your neighborhood, you just said that, is like your the one of the band members is across the road. Is that actual street really close? Yeah, so, so we got Rick, um, myself, Bo, Jet, and Josh, which mm. they're, they're Rick and Josh and Jet and Bo, they're the mm. they're Sunset Avenue. They we're all from Cornell. Yeah, right. So the whole Cornell Cornell community kind of meets up in some sort of way every now and then, then up in different streets and whatnot, do they? Yeah, or? we used to play, like I remember as a kid, like, at the front playing soccer, we'd have two teams of eight just mm. going against each other. Like yeah, just, just down the park. Yeah, you just go play soccer. Or we'd organize like a big game and we'd have like teams of twelve against each other, you know. Like, yeah, yeah. That's really good kind of it's like a it's like a little fishing village yeah. in the middle of the city. Yeah. Like it's just I've actually I've actually been there before I went to your house. I was actually on it as an extra on Wolverine, the set yeah, in Cornell. Yeah. Did I tell you that story? Yeah. I'll tell everyone now because we're on the <laughs> podcast. <laughs> but um what happened was they had they set up the Wolverine set and it was the yep. whole like prison like thing where where if you see it one of the Wolverine movies, how this big thing's coming down, yeah, it's gonna yeah. gonna get the Wolverine anyway. Yeah. And he jumps into one of those things anyway. They're punching out the 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 prison sets and everyone's there's like 30 guys in, yeah. this, in these little prison sets. Anyway, long story short, I'm one of the glass guys to fall out of like the prison sets and there's these little steps and I tripped over the steps and they've actually done the whole thing. Like it looked like a beach. She didn't know because we were yeah. there at 4 a.m. in the morning and I actually tripped over like because they gave us these little shitty sandals. Tripped over and smashed my head and knocked myself out <laughs> under the sand because it was a, ro- a piece of, it was actually like a general road. Yeah. Knocked myself out. I got this massive payout from Wolverine. Like, yeah. And I was, I was free. Because they shut year. down that road because they obviously put sand all over it. Yeah. And they shut down that street for like two weeks. Yeah. My car was designated in Colonel somewhere. I remember going back there two weeks after my concussion and picking up my car <laughs> in this middle of middle of nowhere. <laughs> it is, eh? Yeah. I didn't know where I was, but I didn't know where it was until my like they yeah. had to check me at the Shire Hospital. Wow. But yeah, it just reminded me, like, I was like, fuck, Cornell is actually where the whole yeah. thing took place. But yeah. Yeah. Well, even um, Mad Max was filmed in the city and I think they filmed parts there as well. Because mm. um, there's not much traffic and you got the national park and a beach and yeah. they can shut down roads easily. I think they go there a lot. Yeah. Are you a fan of the Cronulla Sharks? Because that's that way too. Yeah. You are. You yeah. are a fan of the Sharks. Uh, I know you're a Bulldogs fan. Yeah. I know you're a Bulldogs fan. Don't talk fan. about them this year. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, Sharks lost to the Broncos last night. That was a that was a horrible loss. Yeah. That was surprising. I don't yeah, I don't know. I at least wanted happened. you to you guys to beat them. Like Oh, like we started off so good. <laughs> so yeah. I don't know what happened. You play the Bulldogs next, it'll be a bye anyway. Oh yeah, three, be, three yeah points. easy win, easy win. Just gotta get the point <laughs> difference up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I got like we got my brother uh, and my dad, yep. dragon supporters. Oh, are uh, they dragon supporters? Yeah, and then you got oh. my mom and myself as sharks. Yeah. So anytime there's a sharks versus dragons game, like me and my brother just at each other the whole time. Yeah. And then my sister randomly out of the blue, just she was like four and just goes, oh, I like rabbits. Yeah. So she support rabbits. Because <laughs> they're a cute little creature. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> don't know why she decides to do that, but yeah, she, support ra- she supports yeah. rabbits. For some Did your mum and your dad between you and Bo like decide, like try and edge you towards each team when you were growing up? Or did you just go, oh, sharks are down the road. I'll go for them. Yeah. I think I went for sharks just because they were close and that's who most people went for. Yeah. Um, my brother went for dragons because he, he used to be a kicker when we, we both played footy. Mm. He was... Just like they just sub him off and then sub him on to go kick a goal. Yeah. They'd score and then sub him off. He was yeah. really good at kicking. That's why he plays soccer. Yeah. He'd kick a ball past halfway. Wait, so he played reserve grade for the Sharks, did he? Or was it? For soccer. Oh, for soccer. Oh, okay. No, no, no. Bo played for Stingray. Both played oh, for the local okay. team. Yeah. Colonel Stingrays. Um, but yeah, he they sub him on and he'd kick the goal yeah. and then sub him off. And he loved Jamie Sowers. 
Yeah. And yeah. when at that time when we we're playing footy, Jamie Sour Paper Dragons, and I think that's how that happened. Yeah. Okay. But yeah. And you just a huge. Have you been to any? Do you go to many sharks games or not with with your mum and your parents? Oh, not really. Not really. I learned. I don't, wouldn't have been ages ago when I went, but like I go maybe once once a year or whatever with my mates. But mm. I'm normally like at Wakefield or Eastern Creek or whatever, like racing yeah. or coaching. I just get home. I'm tired. Like last yeah. thing you want to do most of the time is go out. Is that why your helmet though is the sharks colours? <laughs> well, or yeah. It, or is it more just the Cronulla shy? No, area? like I really think like I've always loved sharks. Like everything since I was a kid was always blue, black, white. Yeah, like everything. Or well, least cool colour scheme. Yeah, I reckon by sick. far your Aussie race car, by the way, out of all your cars you've had, is the sickest shame. Oh, for sure. It looks, oh, you, you got to see it in real life as well. It's got like a sparkle to it as well, that blue. Yeah. Like 1-800 for promo. Yeah. Smash that car. It looks so good. I was going to actually mention them. So that's yeah. good. That's a, yeah. good, that's a good lead. Yeah, yeah. They, they, they killed it, honestly. Like he, um, I designed it all with him and then I, we gave him the car and he said, look, I'm going to change the design a bit. Mm. Um, I'm going to do different things. Um, do you want me to send it to you? I was like, no, trust yeah. you. You do it. Yeah, I saw it for the first time. I, I was picking it up. I was like, yeah, that's sick. That's yeah. sick. <laughs> so you're a bit of a hustler because a lot of race car drivers, as we've spoken off the podcast, which is true, a lot of them do come in with money for racing. Oh, yeah. So, but you've had to, as you said, your dad's a hustler and you've, you yeah. don't really have much bar a music studio when you were a kid. Yeah. So how did you get into the whole hustle game of like Luke King and other guys are brought on the podcast? Yeah. How did you get to meet 1-800-PROMO and how did you just get that motivation to do that? So, like, the biggest thing, when I was younger, like, we had, obviously, when you're on the podium a lot and go-karting, mm. the basic things like, oh, I'd like to thank mum and dad for bringing me out here, like, to thank yeah. officials, like, everyone would give the same spiel, and we went, I went through with dad, and, like, we wanted to talk a lot, like, we wanted to actually talk on the podium and present myself well, so I went and did a Toastmasters course mm. and learned public speaking and how to talk properly and lots of different talking techniques. Um, yeah. That was the first step, sort of, where it began, is I can talk really well, like, I can I can present myself in front of someone very well. Even though I was 15, mm. I could talk like I was 25. So we had that. And then just, just everything like I, I do in my, in my like off time is just to try and help them. Like mm. all my posts, like every single post they're tagged in every photo. If you look at my page, mm. it's not just one single shot of the corner of a car. Every mm. time, every photo will be a different angle. Yep. And every sponsor is getting maximum um, yeah. exposure. Um, and then you got like, I do videos. I know, you know, like I do a lot of, um, yeah. videos for myself, but also a lot for my sponsors. Yeah. Um, and you got like these days, like doing a marketing and promo videos, five grand. Yeah. Like easily. It's like two videos a minute. Five yeah. grand. Simple. Um, so I do. You actually helped Adrian Sarkis launch his new car, didn't yeah, you? He so told me about so that. So Sarkis' liver, liver reveal was me. Yeah. That was my video. I um, was like, dude, that came out quick. And he's like, yeah, Lockie did that in like half an hour. Oh man, so. I was bugger that day. So I got to the track at. Like seven. Yeah. I had Lockie Maneef and Adrian. Yeah. I was coaching them all day for five sessions. And you had to do this video in between them. Did the video, then drove home. I probably got home like 6.30. Yeah. Spent two hours editing. Yeah. Sent it to him. And then uh, I think I fell asleep straight away. <laughs> I was just done. Um, but yeah. Like things like that. Like I've, I've been starting to do a bit more of that. Mm. And like, yeah, with all my sponsors, I do videos for them. Obviously all my vlogs and things like that. It's just more exposure because I get a lot of younger kids. I work a lot with kids and go-karts and things like that mm. and i try my best to be something to like for them to look up to if i went around the pits just carrying on mm. being silly talking a sook when i got hit and things like that like that's not what i would want my drivers to be so i got a lot of boys in carts and adrian's as well adrian and Lockie as well yeah you tutor any girls or have you had any girls i've had yeah i've had uh, i've had two two girls i've worked with both 
incredible drivers. And there's like, yeah. Didn't Kiara, does Kiara Jones want to work with you in Formula Ford? Yeah, or? I spoke to her briefly about doing a test day just to get her up to speed a bit. And I think the main thing will be is just working on feedback. Cause that's the biggest thing. Like the first day, most of the time with anyone mm. when I do coaching is just working on feedback. Like you get a kid that comes in, like, you know, yeah. after all your years, if a kid just goes, Oh, car sucked. What are you going to do with that? Like yeah. yeah. If, and it's same, even like you go to the next level, you go, Oh, it's understeering again. Understand, yeah, it's cool. It's understeering. We can fix it. But if it's understeering at the start, the middle or the end, yeah, I can change three different things to fix that. Yeah. yeah. Like if it's at the start that compared to the middle, it's yeah. two different things you're going to change. So that's my biggest thing is working on feedback and just keeping a level headed. Like if you get level head, if you get upset or angry while you're driving, mm. you're going to drive like half as good as you could. Yep. So that's what I always try and aim. Like always smile. Like I'll come out of the car, just try to be happy, smile. Yeah. And always look at the positives. Like, yeah, there's always going to be negatives in any, anything you do. Mm. Yeah. You always just got to stay positive. That's the like, biggest thing with my racing is just, yeah, being happy always. Like go over. If you have a good race with someone, shake their hand, say good race, talk to them for a bit. Yeah. And yeah. Get, get the red mist over and done with. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you get a lot of people, even from back from karting. So like, there was a lot of rivals I had. Yeah. Did you have any, do you remember many of your rivals? Like, oh, yeah. are they, are they, are they still in carts or are they out of it? So I, I moved on pretty quick. Like I, once I was, um, 16, we moved yeah. out of carts. Like, we, as I said before, like if we're doing well in something, we don't want to stick around mm. for my learning. So we moved on very quick. They stayed around for like a year or two mm. and kept doing karting, mm. um, really for no reason. Yeah. Um, they could have simply moved on, but yeah, now they're both, they're both in cars now. Yeah. Right. Like we just stay stuck to our own, me and my dad, like we wouldn't go out with anyone. We wouldn't do mm. that. We'd just do our own thing. Cause we were always cautious that it can happen. Like yeah. it, something can blow up, something can happen. You don't want to be on track. And you and your mate come together, then all of a sudden you don't like each other. Yeah. Um. So we'd always just stick around with Bruce mm. and just my dad and myself, and that, it wasn't a bad thing. Like it's good memories with my dad. Yeah. Does Christian Drury, who you were talking about your karting day still, yeah. is he the dealer for Tony Kart or is that? Yeah. So Christian's he's actually killing it at the moment. So he, he um, actually did my parents' garden. Did he tell you that? Yeah. 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 <laughs> he did. Um. Erebus chick, what's her name? Be um. Betty. Uh, Betty. Betty Kalinko's as well. He did, did he? hers. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. He's um. Yeah. He's killing it. But like he uh with. New South Wales car team. He mm. recently became the dealer for Tony Kart yep. for New South Wales, that area. Um, he's got brisk spark plugs, grow oil. Um, what else? Is he got? He's, he's smashing it, smashing it. And mm. um, I've recently, well, I'm just about to take over the New South Wales kart school. Um, so that's just a thing. Like we've got a lot of carts ready to go. Does he have a warehouse for the car? How does he do with that? With his, with his <laughs> obviously his gardening. Do you know what happens yeah, with so, the logistics? So Christian actually used to live, where do you live? He lived in uh, Woolaware. Yep. And then he moved to Cornell for a bit and, rented in Cornell. Yeah. Um, which was actually pretty cool. Like, uh, it was cool to have him around the corner, but he had, I see you seriously couldn't fit like a, a like a Hilux or something in this yeah. garage. Like it was a tiny garage. Yeah. He had go-karts stacked against the wall, like on <laughs> frames. And I remember just talking to him. He's like, mate, you got to move out. Like this, you <laughs> yeah. can't do this. Um, yeah. And now he lives out near, um, out near in this, like actually around here probably. Mm. And he's got like a decent size. You could probably fit four cars in there. Okay. Still just found a way to pack this thing full of go-karts. Yeah, there's some actually there's some big things in the pipeline with New South Wales Kart School, and I'll be the head coach and run that, yeah, and just get people into it. Like we found even like from getting from carts to cars, mm. I had no one, like no one to help. Like it was very hard to find that way. And like we went to go do a day at track school, mm. and in New South Wales at that time, you weren't allowed on track unless you were over sixteen. Yeah, and you're actually John Boston actually hired you now, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. yeah so like we said to like Dad looked up the laws and spoke to Cams back in, when they were called Cams in mm. Melbourne. And they're allowed to be on the track at 14. Yeah. Um, so we actually got the rules changed to let, like, mm. f with John and worked with him. And now, 
yeah, you're allowed to be on track with at track school days at 14. Yeah. Um, but yeah, full circle now. I work for Boz yeah. three times a month, I think, yeah. at Wakefield. Did you find it intimidating going from like the karting aspect to just hopping in a car? Was it overwhelming for you or anything? I think we did it. Like my, as you, my dad's a very switched on person. Um, mm. He knew, like you see people going to form the Ford straight away out of carts and spend hundreds of thousands of dollars yeah. just learning. Yeah. Just downright learning how to drive a car. Yeah. So we bought a cheap, crappy, like it was like $1,500 hill climb car mm-hmm. and just cut laps. Yeah. Was, um, that, we, the, was that the XL? or was That was it? a charade. It was, oh. a it, was a, it was a black and green charade. Yeah. And we just cut laps, man. Like we went to Maroolan. We had to Wollongong go cut buy, Did your dad buy that off like a like a, a, like a site or something? Or was it already, was it around the right. local area? No, no, no. He bought, this thing came from Queensland, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah, this thing came from Queensland. Some guy, dad knew somehow. It was, um, yeah. dad's got a mate in Queensland. It was like his neighbor owned the mm. car or something like that. And, um, and yeah, Tony brought it down and then. Yeah, we met halfway or something like that. And I just seriously cut laps. Like we went to even Wollongong car track. Yeah. And just cut laps. Yeah. Just doing laps around a go-kart track. Just stopping, going from first, second, third, fourth, third, yeah. second, third, first. In the car? Yeah. In the car itself. Yeah. And then just, I did like sessions where I just stop, start, stop, mm. race, start, stop, race, start, stop. Yeah. And like, and then I, when I got into cars, like even I remember with Tim in 2018, my first race in the yeah. Kent car. Yeah. We got to the end of Friday. Yeah. And dad just went to Tim was like, has Lockie ever start like done a start in this car and Tim just froze and was like nah <laughs> so we like went into um like Saturday no we I think we, they let us do a I went, waited at the end at quality and they let us do a race start yeah um, at the end of pit lane yeah but yeah like I hadn't if I hadn't done any of that yeah. I seriously would have gone into my first race not even knowing proper yeah. clutch or whatever like yeah and that's the thing. Like we had the Gemini as well. Yeah. It was um, good that you didn't ask me because I was your teammate back then. Yeah, so I, yeah. I don't even bother with race starts. I just wait for the. <laughs> yeah. Just wait and just drive a fly. I'm the Kimi Rocket and I just turn up and do the start. <laughs> yeah. I was talking, I was saying before, like you just used to rock up like an hour before the race. I'd be there like two and a half hours before, like going oh, yeah. through things. You just rock up and be like, Hey guys, how are we? <laughs> I was well in cruise mode with Tim. I was with him so for good. so many years. Yeah. I was just in cruise mode. It's different now with Bart. Yeah, the Bart would kick me into gear. Yeah. Oh, Bart has definitely kicked me into gear, yeah. as you've seen in my race results. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Like you've yeah, gone leaps and bounds with that. But yeah, that's the thing. Like, we, yeah, we went into that day not even knowing how to start the car. Like, mm. and, um, but yeah, like, we, we, I think we did everything the best way possible. Mm. And uh, so the Formula of- Ford was essentially your first racing car stuff, was it? Or was it the Legend cars? Or no, so we did what would have been, it would have been. My first ever race, mm. I was 15. Mm-hmm. I was in the Gemini, 1975 yep. Holden Gemini. It was the six-hour regularity Yep, at Eastern Creek. Did you just, was it just yourself? So we had a team. It was with John Mansell, Andy Clarkson, Ash Mansell, my yep. s- and myself. Mm. Was and, it Patrick Horner as well? No, no. no. Later? Yeah, so there's, and, and it was um, Ken was his name. Um, some, oh. Can't, I can't remember everything. Something I, I do a lot of study, but I can't Something remember Kendrick. Yeah, um, yeah, he yeah. races like a golf now. I think it's mad. It's awesome. Um, yeah. But yeah, I was 15. And the last time they had a 15-year-old, he crashed into cars and there was a massive fight over yeah. the vehicles like that. Yeah. So I got called up. It, the race was on Sunday. Mm-hmm. I got the call from Ash Mantle on Thursday because I met Ash at a day. I was in the charade at, actually, no, I was in a Toyota Starlet at Pheasantwood. Yep. And Gary Wilmington owned it. Yeah, yeah. And he met me there and he just saw I was a decent driver and he had his daughter there 
Chloe, I think her name was. I can't remember. Mm. But she was there driving as well, just learning to drive. Was that oh. Pheasant Wood when it had the dirt track in the middle? Yep. Yeah, yeah. back when Gary owned it. It was that was a cool track back then. Yeah. But yeah. Oh, he doesn't own it now. No, so that is um Steve Shell and Camp Show. They ah. smashing it. Honestly, yeah, awesome. Right. Awesome circuit, awesome facilities, awesome people. Love it. Wow. So I thought Gary Wilmington still owned it. No, he sold it twenty years. Isn't it in his backyard? Basically, yeah. He can go through the bush <laughs> in like two minutes and he's there. Um <laughs> Yeah, like, yeah, and we, um, we met him there, and mm. I got the call from him Thursday night. No, he messaged me, and he said, can I give you a call? And I was like, okay, send him yeah. my number. And he called me, he's like, we lost a person for our six-hour team. Mm. I need you. And we, <laughs> I went out to mum and dad and, like, had him on loudspeaker, and I was like, Ash just asked me to drive at a six-hour. Yeah. And mum's like, you've never been to Eastern Creek? And I was like, oh, that'll be all right. I can learn tracks pretty quick. She's like, you haven't even raced a car before. And I was like, yeah. oh, that's all right. I've raced go-karts. Well, I'll, no. just, I'll just figure it out as I go. Yeah. So we <laughs> rocked up and like, man, we got, even from the other teammates, like I, I work a lot with John Mansell now with his small car cup. Yeah. And I got infinite respect for John Mansell and what he's done and what he does now. And even he at that time was looking at like Ash and was going off his head at Ash for bringing a 15 year old kid into the team. Yeah. And Is then it like a liability issue. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. that. And to be fair, I would never do that. I haven't, I haven't seen the track. I haven't been around the track ever. Yeah. So I, a fair game to him. Like I wouldn't do that either. Yeah. And then yeah, we, like, whatever. Give me the car. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And we went out. We went out second. We yep. were second out for the six hour. And was I it a regularity or an actual race? Regularity. Oh, okay. Yeah. And I came in. I scored. I didn't obviously know. There's no radios. It's all. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I didn't know, but I, I scored very well. Like. Yeah. Like every lap was almost max points. I think I missed mm. two laps or something. And I came in, they were all smashed on my like roof, like cheering. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I ran into the garage door at Eastern Creek. Yeah. Just head on straight into the garage door, bent the side of the Gemini oh, back. Oh, no. I was like, <laughs> oh, it doesn't look good for a 15-year-old yeah. kid. Just ran into the door. But yeah, we scored like third highest out of 171 drivers. Well, yeah. I did, sorry. And we won. Like that was my first ever time in a car and we won the six hour and we won it the past two years as well. Did um, you get a trophy for that? Was there trophies and everything? Yes, yeah, so I got three. That's like big plates. Yeah. Um, so I got three of them from the other three years in a row we won. Mm. Um, and yeah, and ever since then, like, with, with, I've been working heaps with John. And mm. yeah, it's been pretty cool. But that was like, yeah, like, just a really weird experience to go in and have everyone look at you sort of weird and just be like, like, you've never met any of them and they already hate you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think we, we proved them wrong pretty quick. And, and then after that, you went to, was it the XLs then or, or the Formula Ford? So you, you, you did yeah, so things we did, differently, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, I did very, very different. It's um, all kind of scattered. Yeah, mm-hmm. so we went 2018, we went the race with Tim yep. at Kent um, at, at Anglo. Did you do a full Kent championship the first year? No. no we only did, did one round. Oh, we did, okay. We did, Bath- round we did four. Bathurst, didn't you, as well, though? Yeah, so we did round four of the Kents, mm. and then we did Bathurst in 2019. Yeah, you were on fire that weekend. Yeah, but like we had race one, like I think I was, I qualified eighth, mm. and then race one I was up to like, fifth and mm. then Paul Morris took me out. Yeah. I started at the back and then got to like 15th or 14th. Yeah. And then I put it in the wall. Yeah. <laughs> um, Boris Elbow, I think. But yeah, that was a good, really good weekend. Was that your first time at Bathurst? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that was that actually, I do remember yeah. that. Yeah. That was your first. Did you find that intimidating at all? Like looking at oh, it when I you think, get to the top of the hill? Yeah. I think the first session, like I drove out of pit lane Yeah. and Tim, no, it was, um, cause Jaden was racing as well, but he yeah. was my engineer. Yeah. And Jaden said to me, so I was like, how's the car? How's this? How's that? I said to him, I was like, I'm going to be honest, dude. I was just driving Bathurst. I had yeah. no clue. I wasn't thinking about anything. I was like, I just drove Mount Panorama. Yeah. And he's like, all right, for quality, you got to kick in. I was like, okay, okay. But yeah, that first session was so surreal. Even driving out of pit lane and just seeing like the ripple strips. I just remember that'll be a memory with me forever. It was just 
It was pretty pretty surreal. It was yeah. pretty cool. And for a Formula Four, they're so low to the ground, so you can oh, see man. the track big time. Like, I've got a photo. So Dad sat about that far yeah. off the wall, and yeah. like this little looks like a spider just going around the track. It was, yeah. it was pretty cool. Yeah, so we did that in 2018. Yeah. Then we did that with at Wakefield with Tim. Then 2019, we did that. Mm. And then, yeah, we started Juratech Formula Forward. Yeah. Um, How did that deal come about? Because at that point, you literally didn't have much money at all to go with. You That's kind of where you mustered up your thing to where you're on now with those race cars, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, so Tim Tim helped us out massively. And we were the first Juratech Tim had. Mm. And it worked a lot in both our favors. Like, I know Tim, I still work for Tim now and do mm. coaching with him. And I go work on his drive days and drive his two-seater. Yeah. And anything I can do, do videos for him, anything I can do. I, Does I he do pay to drive his two-seater? No. No, I so I do all that with Tim just for, for free. Yep. Out of goodwill, good faith. And yeah, we, we, uh, without Tim, mm. I, I wouldn't even be where I am now. Yeah. Everything I'm, I've, I've done up to now is because of Anglo. And that's why I'll forget forever be repaying him. Yeah. 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 Um, and that's the thing in most, but like you got to, even in, in life in work, you can just go up to someone and say, I'm going to work for free for you mm. for two months. Mm. If I'm good, you hire me, like things like that. That's what yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah. I said to Tim, I'm like, I'm going to work for free for you. Yeah. And then we're going to drive for you. It's like, oh, okay. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to work for free. I worked yeah. for free for Tim for like two years. Yeah. I, I remember I, you doing some video stuff. Yeah. For the team, yeah. I think um, I was there. I've been there longer than Jaden. Jaden's obviously was a lot older than me, so he did mm. a lot more with him earlier. I he raced for Spectrum. So. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was there. And then he came across and worked for Tim. Yeah. I, I was at Tim since I was 14. Yeah. I've been at Tim for five years now. Yeah. So I'm, I'm like the youngest. How did that deal come about, though? Because you were racing... Like, as we know, because we were racing the same league back then or the same series. I was in a Miguel, and most of the cars are Miguel yeah. or Spectrum. So you were actually, <laughs> you were the only car that was not literally a Miguel or a Spectrum. Yeah, I remember. And um, people still give you praise because you beat Miguel and Spectrums, and yeah. you were with a car that had no data with it. Yeah, so we yeah we went in, had had nothing at all. Like, this car, I remember Scotty telling me, he was like, um, when Scott started at working at Tim's, he said, mm. uh, who was that? At, whoever was there at the time said to him, Showed him around the workshop and then pointed at the car. It was on the top, very top level of all where all the cars are racked up at his workshop. Yeah. And said, so we don't talk about the car. We don't touch the car. We don't take it down. We don't even take the cover off. And yeah. Scott's like, all right. Yeah. And that was that car. Yeah. He right. just said it was just the most annoying thing to work with. Yeah. Um, it had lots of electrical issues and all that. And yeah, we took it out. I remember Keith Brandon did a test in it. And he, even, he said to me, he was like, that car, I probably wouldn't drive it. Like we couldn't get quick in it. And we'll, yeah. Okay. And um, dad took Tim to Queensland to look at a, Van Diemen. Yeah, Van Diemen, yeah. Yeah. Durotech Van Diemen. And um Tim was like, That's a really good car. Mm. He goes, Oh, so what do we do? Do we get it or mm. and Tim just goes, No, nah, put Lockie in my car. Yeah. And dad was like, Okay, what do you, what do you mean? He's like, No, nah, yeah. I'll, I'll get a car for Lockie, we'll put him in. Yep. Okay. And um yeah, even Gibbons, because my main rivals were Zach, Zach Bates and Who's doing really well in Toyota. Yeah. And Cooper Allen. Yeah. Um, which were both Lockie Gibbons drivers. And me and Lockie, really good mates. Like, mm. We've always been good mates. And um he said to me, I still remember it to this day. Like he came up to me at the end of the last round when we won. Mm. And like he, the first thing he said, he looked at me, he's like, I don't know how you did that. <laughs> I don't know how he said, not even beating like in that car. Like, I don't know how you beat those two cars. Cause they were Tom Randall's cars. Yeah. yeah. Both of them. Um, they, they were like $70,000 cars. Yeah. And he said, I don't know how you beat those cars. I don't know how you did it. Mm. Good job, man. And shook my hand. And I, that, that stuck with me since then. Yep. That thing. Yeah. I think it was a handful, but. So the thing, like, it worked in Tim's favor. Now he's had that car. He had Jordan Mazzaroli in it. Mm. Um, and then he's got Pat at the moment in it running yeah. around. He's actually got two cars, so now he's actually feeding off both. Yeah. 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 So I drove that. You've actually created, like, a Juratech team <laughs> for him, essentially. So I, I drove that car, that new car, that new um, Spirit he's got at Wakefield the other day, and it's 
Same exact same model. Another ten. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah, so I drove that at Wakefield just to to see if anything was wrong with it or anything. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but um, he's doing well. Like that's what he needed as well. Like just to get out into that Durotech. It's a different different field, obviously. And Tim, he's been in Formula Four for probably over twenty years. Like yeah, he knows what he's doing. And it only took someone like myself to get in a car and him for to learn at one round even, and mm. that was it. Like he was going to be quick. Yeah. We knew that. But yeah, that thing was uh. It's a fun car to drive for sure. I think New South Wales, and we're talking about like New South Wales at the moment with the state series, yeah. they need more tracks than, as we were saying off air, they need more tracks in, in the country to race at. Yeah. Well, I yeah. think Pheasant Water extending yep. very soon, like end of this year, it should be done like phase one or whatever. Yeah. Will uh, that be like a Wakefield type of cert? Like, well, will that work? Because the, the current track's more like a, like a, I don't know, like a track day type of, because it doesn't really yeah. have a pits and whatnot. Like, kind of like London. Yeah. I don't know how many people know. Mm. Um, I know they, they've told a few people, but it's going to be big. Yeah. Like bigger, longer than Bathurst. Really? That's their plan. So they've got wow. phase two, which will take it out to 4Ks. Yep. And then their next, it'll be like a 7.2K track. And they're going to get it Motorsport Australia approved, are they? Yeah. They want everything there. Okay. And is the current track going to be like like a side track really? Or is it? No, it's, it adds on. So it adds on. I don't okay. know if you've been to Pheasant Woods. So you go over the, like the, they call it the speed bowl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The speedway. Yep. Um, and then it goes up and it's a double right. Yep. And so that double right, you're going to go straight onto a kilometer long straight. Yep. Um, so the speed bowl will still be there, won't it? Yeah, that yeah. whole section will be there. Yeah, okay. And then they can just cut. It'll be like the bend. You know, you've got six different layouts of the bend. They can chop and change and do whatever they yeah, want. Yeah, right. Like that. Okay, cool. Yeah, it's going to be pretty sick. Mad. Sweet. Because I want yeah. one way to sort of straight oh, yeah. tracks. Especially with Wakefield at the moment. Like, um, yeah, oh, they're no, dealing with happen. a lot of shit, so you'd know. Yeah, I feel bad. Like, I, I, I get along with Dean mm. when, when he used to run it. And all the Wakefield staff, like, I, I get along with them all very well. Like, you got Glenn Nichols, who is a, is a fan of mine and a mm. mate of mine, really. Yeah. And, um, like, he's been there for ages. And you got Kate and Judy mm. and all the staff there, man. Like, I just feel bad for them. Yeah. It's, it's, it's just what they're going through is just unnecessary, really. Yeah. Very unnecessary, but yeah. yeah. I've spoken about it on another podcast. It's just about the like the the noise control thing. It's only it by one neighbor that's causing this whole raft, raft of yeah. this crazy shit. Yeah, and that's that's all it takes, though. Yeah. All it takes, yeah. Though. Oh well. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll stick on Wakefield Park because yeah. Wakefield Park actually led to your legend car days, didn't it? Yeah. So we had yeah. So we did the Formula Ford with Tim, and we mm. won that. Uh, and we we're doing XLs in the meantime, just as track time. That yeah. was the only reason we got the XL. His dad said. You need track time in race conditions, not in a Formula Ford. We can't afford to do mm. run Formula Fords for no reason. Yeah, you can run an XL. So we just ran XLs. It was just top five. Like mm. we didn't spend the money, so we, we didn't expect to win. We just wanted to do it for track time. Mm. And then we found Legend Cars. So we they when they were in Goulburn, the mm. shop you'd know you'd always yeah you would go past it. Yeah, <laughs> we were just going back one day after a Formula Four, and we just looked at it and we're like, yeah. let's just go check it out. Yeah, and we walked in and um we were met by Sam and and John. Mm. Man, it's, a, it's just the whole experience of the car. It just looks sick. And then they had a big drive, come and try day. And we drove one and like, we're really quick. Mm. They're fun little cars, eh? Oh, they're <laughs> awesome. Like, I stand by, like, the most fun in a car you'll have is a legend car. Yeah. Just like they understeer, and then you're like, oh, yeah. And you step on the throttle, just oversteers. And it's just yeah. everything that's fun about a car. It's loud. It's got sequential. Like, yeah. It's just good fun. And Did the you get the hang of it pretty quickly because of the Formula Ford stuff or not really? Oh, yeah. Like, we, we had, um, we had a little cheap car we got just to start in because, again, we're all about there's no point buying something quick and just wrecking it. Yeah. So we had a cheap car and just ran around and learned. And then, yeah, as soon as we were like, we're like, okay, I've learned. We put the money in. Like, 
ever since that. We won 31 races in a row. Mm. Um, fastest lap and pole every race with just me and Scotty. Yep. Running around. Um, and then, yeah, even we bought, we sold that car off to a guy that wanted to just learn and then get into yeah. Aussie race cars. That was Matt McLean's mate, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Mikel. I know nearly everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah his name was Mikel. <laughs> yeah. And then we got another car off when we bought the Aussie race car. Yeah. We had the guy we bought it off had a legend car as well. And he sort of said like, I'll just throw this thing in. I don't want it. Yeah. He's like, it's bent. And I think it's bent. I don't know. Yeah. We just don't want anything to do with it. And we're like, okay. And we, yeah, we got that in, gave it to Scotty. Yeah. Um, was that the second car that you ran? Yeah. That yeah. blue, blue and white. Yeah. 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 And then yeah, clean swept that. Mm. And you went to Malaysia too. Do you, do you want to tell me about your Malaysian oh, experience? Not many, not many people can say they went to like went overseas and raced, and especially at such a young age. Like that was that was through legend cars. So we mm. we were top like five or whatever it is in the national series. Went over. Mm. Did you go with your mum? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so dad tends not to come to the races as much. Yeah, um, just because we butt heads and we we just try and let me focus. So we thought, kind yeah, like my parents. They don't, yeah, they kind of show up, but they don't sometimes. Yeah. So we yeah. thought, mum just thought I'll go. Like I would have gone over on my own, but I was like. What, yeah, 16 or something. yeah, yeah, yeah. And that experience out of this world, like they had, we went over, it was a little uh, tar oval, so mm. it wasn't a proper track. So I went over, I was like, well, oh, never been on oval before, it's going to be different. Yeah. But How yeah, many like, guys were entered for that? We had six Australians, six Malaysians. Okay, so it was only 12 cars. Yeah, we had Dennis Liam, which was the A1 GP driver for Malaysia. Yep. Um, and then there was some young hotshot kid that was yep. there. They were like, he's going to win. And we're like, okay. Yeah. Um, but we went into qualifying. It was two out of time. Mm. You got two laps and you'd come in. And it was top six, all the Aussie boys qualified. Yep. I was second, then I finished second, then first in my heat. Yeah. And it was just us Aussie boys. And I got spun in the final, but still awesome experience. But like you had a, such a, like a, a little event sort of like that on, on a tiny oval with 12 cars mm. and they packed the thing out, man. Really? The whole thing was Mate, really full on. Like you couldn't drive, you'd come in after a race and you couldn't drive to your pit spot because there's so many people. Wow. Yeah. It's, they just, they just. Overseas, did, they did do you get it right. fan photos and stuff like that? Was oh, it, they was love any of that? It's like really, you, even, that's sick. Yeah, like I gave, I brought over hero cards and stickers and things yeah. like that, and just handed them out and just threw them out. Like I think I had hundred, I had two hundred fifty stickers, mm. hundred hero cards, and yeah. like I signed all of them. Obviously, and then I gave them out. All gone by the end of the night. Wow. Yeah, and um, even like walking through the street in Malaysia, like they. People ask you like, "Oh, where are you from?" You go Australia. Like, "Oh, Australia, that's yeah. sick!" And they like get a photo with you. <laughs> I just love Australians, and that was was awesome. How did you it? find the Malaysian like authentic food? I was good. We went out in the last night. And we went. It's spicy, isn't it? Yeah, we went. We got street <laughs> food. Um, yeah. It was pretty cool. And I think like we were. It's just like we we looked at a meal was up on the on the board. We had no clue what we were reading. Yeah, and they're like, "Oh, what do you want?" We're like, "That." <laughs> and it was it fed me. Well, it fed Sam my mom and myself mm. and had leftover yep. for, I think it was 80 cents Australian. Yeah. And like, it's just, it was so cool. I think to go over at such a young age was pretty cool. Mm. And then, yeah, ever, it was always the dream to go back over there. Which it is just so expensive to, mm. to go overseas. Didn't you get properly. food sick over there or was it somewhere else? Maybe, maybe. No, maybe I don't think, just no. Okay. No. <laughs> no, I think um, one of the other guys, I don't think it was food sick though. So you got um, Brendan and Josh Hurrigan. Yeah, um, they're two legend car racers. They've been racing it since it's got to tar, mm. and they they love to drink. They love a few beers. Yeah, I think they were they're hungover. They were hungover. <laughs> um, they tried to blame it on the food. I was like, we went looked at the track the day before the race, and it was like we got back at would have been like just after eleven. Yeah, and they went straight to the pub. Yeah. Didn't see him till like dinner time. Still at the pub. We all went and had dinner at the pub with them, and they were there from lunchtime. Yeah, like they just love it. So yeah. even like when we go to um like QR and all that and race legend cars. 
Mm. The same thing. Straight after the last race, they just put the car on and go, which pub are we going to, boys? Yeah. And just go straight to the pub. <laughs> um, and that's what I like about Legend Cars is yeah. they're, all, they're all mates. Yeah. Like me and Brendan at the la- round at the start of the year, like we were millimeters from each other, like battling, going side by side. Like we went side by side for a full lap around Wakefield mm. in one of the races and came in, come over and just mates, like yeah. just mates. And um, I, we came together at one point. I just backed off, let him keep going and went again like, that's the thing about that. Legend Cars is really, really good at the people in it. Mm. Really good. What do you what do you think about working? We've got to mention this bloke because he listens to me all the time and he loves he loves your <laughs> racing. Benny Goodridge. Benny boy. Benny, yeah. Benny boy. He'll, he'll, he'll be Mate. pumped hearing this. Yeah, so I got Benny. Benny um, and Adrian are you two. Ten, essentially they're main mainly your car guys, aren't they? Essentially. Got Lock him, Lock him Lock, yeah, Lockie as well. Yeah. yeah. So I got yeah, Benny Boy, he uh, did a t- I met him at a, one of Tim's days. Yeah. And he did a test day in the legend car and he raced a legend car for two rounds. Yeah. Um, then he did a few extra rounds and man, this guy never <laughs> seen the biggest glow on this kid's face. Like yeah. he loved that XL race so much. Just being in a battle. He's pattern. so introverted though. And he, yeah. he doesn't, doesn't talk much from when he's excited. You can tell how hey. oh, he's the nicest guy ever. And yeah. like he, he, um, oh, what he did, I think he was like, there was probably 30 cars. He was like 19th, 20th. Yeah. And he came in glowing. He said, I could have been last place fighting for second last, and I would have loved that. Yeah. And that's the thing, like. Is this the Legend car first? No, this was the XL. XL, okay. So he's going to do the whole year in XLs this year with me. Mm. Um, that's his plan. So he's getting his stickers done. He's got a cool new logo done. Yeah, right. So he's going all out. Yeah, so he's, he's doing well. He's doing well. And I, I, like, I pride myself on helping people. Yeah. Through, like, I've taken Adrian from carts to cars. I'm Oki from carts to cars. Yeah. I'm just going to help anyone I can. And, like, just. Mm. If I keep going up, I'll just take people up next level behind mm. me and just keep going. Bloke got his Facebook hack before I did. Yeah, he's I know. More famous, <laughs> he's more famous than I am. He's like, man, I got a Facebook hack you share. I was like, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> I was laughing at that. I was like, dude, how did he get his out of everyone? He had like 150 likes as well. So I was like, what are you going to gain? Yeah, I know. Like, what's the what's the point of that? I don't know. Yeah. But yeah. He's, he's doing great though. He, he loves it. He, he just loves car racing. Yeah. He came to Wakefield and was helping me out um, for mm. the Aussie race car round. And, um, yeah, was he, he a crew member? Was he a bit? Yeah, was he helping yeah, out? Massively. Yeah, right. Yeah, so he was um he was timing and telling Scott what to tell me on the radio. Mm. Um, taking tires off, just anything he could do, getting mm. tools. Yeah. yeah, whatever. What about Scotty? With Scotty as um like your main crew chief and my ex mechanic, can right. you explain a bit of how his like race shop works? And it's located on his property, isn't it? And then yeah, so Scott's there. got a big um like big garage. Yeah, big garage. Yeah, and he's got a Aussie race car in there and mm. a few legend cars of his own and. Ones he's doing for people. Yeah. Is um, he essentially now the Legend Car Australia dealer for New South Wales? How's that? How's no, it all work? No, So he's, um, so what we did, obviously I won so much in Legend Cars. Mm. And like at the start, obviously it was, we just, we just kept getting quicker and quicker. Mm. And we just kept setting the benchmark higher and higher and higher. Yeah. And we got to a point like people were coming up to me and being like, oh, like what are we going to do to, okay, we can't physically catch you. Can you slow down? Mm. And then we just started going, just take your car, Scott. Yeah. Like just, because we're, we're very open. Like, I, I trust my ability to mm. drive. If I can drive good and outdrive someone, I, I, I know I can and I don't mind. Like, even in go-karts and back in the day, mm. people used to complain and dad used to just roll up, put the go-kart in front of the tent and go, do whatever mm. you want to it. Yeah. Look at it, copy this, copy that. And he just goes, you can drive better. Don't worry about it. Yeah. That's what we did with that. We just said, go to Scotty, just put my setup in it. Yeah. And then anything other than that, it's your driving, you know? Yeah. And that's what we're sort of doing now. We're starting our own little team. Um, yeah. We've got... You're help, you're crewing for Scotty when he races now, isn't it? Yeah, so I'll, I'm gonna go to um, Queensland with him. Yeah, reverse um, Uno card. <laughs> yeah, and I'll be his um, coach, engineer yeah, type yeah, thing. Yeah. Um, and we got yeah, got lots of people that are starting to come to us, and we're gonna start our own team and do it 
Yeah. Like I've obviously got Lisa Do you give him style. shit on the radio now when he when his roles reversed? Oh, no. You I, no, you don't do nah, that. <laughs> we, I think we only just got the radios for Aussie race cars, but we had them in run, one round for XLs to test and make sure they worked for Formula Ford. Yeah. I think the only thing I said to him the whole time was as I was leaving pit lane, mm. uh, I think it was out of like fifth, I was driving out. I was like, oh, I'm going on a Macca's run. What do you want? Yeah. <laughs> and I think that's the only thing I said to him that like when we first had the radios, obviously now we talk a bit more. Yeah, about gaps to cars behind and in front yeah, and what they yeah. do and things like that. But yeah, there's a, just it's just banter between us. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, what do you? You've been working now with Adrian Sarkis, who has my old car. Yeah, how did yours and Adrian relationship happen? That happened from carts too, didn't it? Yeah, so, so Adrian bought my first one of, one of my go karts off me. That's how he got into motorsport. Mm. Um, and then yeah, I did three coaching days with him in carts, mm. and then he did his ra- few races where I was with him. Uh, then he sold. He's go-kart and got that yellow XL mm. and he sort of did his own thing with that and mm. did okay. It was just cheap car, which mm. never should do. Yep. And then he called me one hour and was like, I'm thinking about buying Hooli's car. Yeah. I was like, yeah. You yeah. wanted to drive my car by the yeah. way. <laughs> I wanted to jump in. I was like, oh, like, oh yeah, okay. I'm like, what do you mean? And he's like, yeah, I'm going to buy it and we're going to ra- run it. I'm like, yeah, yeah right. Yeah. Okay. What, what are your plans? He goes, oh, I reckon we'll give it to Scotty. And I was like, okay. Mm. Let me call Scott. So I called Scott and said, what do we think about Hooli's car? And Scott said, mate, that thing will be mint. Yeah. Get it? I was like, all right. So I called Adrian back. I was like, yeah, look. Get it. Let's yeah. do it. Yeah. And yeah, then we ran, we did a test day and then, yeah, we started racing and it's been good. Like you got me, a 19 year old mm. kid from the Shire mm. and I've got Adrian in Formula Ford and like podium sticking it to like Cam Hill and Morland mm. and all these teams. He's got to be one of the most naturally, and it's not just me who said it, Jeff Seen, you said it to him as well. One of the most natural, like you in a way, like a yeah. naturally gifted driver who can just get yeah. the car to the front. And that's he's awesome thing. in the wet too. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like I, I've always prided myself on being a set of car up for the wet. Mm. And I said to Adrian, I said, if it rains, mm. I'll be able to, this thing will be perfect and you just got to drive it. Yeah. And he was asking, he's like, oh, if we do this, do that. I was like, just drive the thing. Trust me. Yeah. And at the supercar round, he finished like second. Yeah. Um, at the last round when it rained, it was second. Yeah. Just can't catch that sergeant car. No. <laughs> just, and whoever's in that car, I cannot catch, but we'll get there. Um, yeah. I said to him, like, he, um, he's a good listener. Like, he has his moments where he likes to, uh, he gets a bit grumpy in himself. Yeah. Um, it's not at any rest. Well, he idolizes Alonso and Alonso gets grumpy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and that's the thing, like, I just say, like, he's just got a, I know it's hard, like, I'm only young, but just trust what I'm doing and what I'm saying to him. Yeah. And I think we made a big step like at the last round last year when he was fighting for the win, mm. he sort of said to me, he's like, any, like, I'm just, anything you say, I'm just, that's it. That's what you mm. said. That's what we're going to do to the car. That's what I'm going to do. And yeah, like we just work well together. Same with Does Lockie. he say much on the radio or not? He doesn't talk much. I, I probably say two, three things to him a lot. Yeah. For sure. Um, Just keep him informed and he loves it. Like he'll come in and say it was perfect. Yeah. Say more. Like he, he does a lot of work with, oh, I'm, I'm, I work with focus driver performance now. Yeah. I'm partnered with them for this year. And yep. Adrian goes there and does a lot of work with them. Yeah. And I'm um, props to Ollie and at focus, like he, the difference I've seen in Adrian, like when I first started with Adrian, he wouldn't like me to talk on the radio, like nothing like that. Mm. And now massive props to props to Adrian and Ollie, like Adrian, I could talk to Adrian going through a corner at 180 mm. kilometers an hour and he wouldn't care. Yeah. And even his race starts have gotten better with his reaction times. And we do a lot of like things with tennis balls before the race and things like that. Yeah. It's just part of what I do as a coach. And yeah, he's come a long way. Have you driven the Duratec of his just to give it a, to know what it feels like? Because <laughs> Bart does that with me. Soon, I think. Soon. Okay. I think he wants, he, we, we've spoken about it a few times, but yeah, like I know I can drive him and I know Adrian mm. knows I can drive him. I think it's yeah. more important that Adrian drives it yep. still because we're just trying to catch up. Mm. Adrian can't test once a week like most mm. people do, you know, like once a yeah. week, every two weeks. So 
I think we're just playing catch up still. Yep. Yeah, he's getting there. So what do you what are you what are your future goals? Are you gonna do the Aussie race cars and focus on something else, like try and win that or Yeah, obviously like we've got Aussie race cars, we we wanna win that. Mm. And our plan was to try going and win it this year. Mm. And like if we didn't have the DNF, we'd be second mm. and um like in reach of first. Um, yeah. like Tom's Tom's been quick all year. Yeah. Um but we would be in reach of first. And that there's something going on at the moment. There's a bit of a discussion. That we haven't got points from last round yet because there was an issue. They asked for his engine, he didn't hand it over. Yeah. Um. So we're waiting on that to see where we sit now. But yeah, the plan it plan is was and is to mm. get in, win, and then move. attempt to move on. Yeah. Okay. Um. We strained ourselves with the engine blowing at the start of year. That really hurt us. Yeah. Um. Money wise, because I I'm a, I'm a uni student, so I got. I was going to say that next. Yeah, I'm a uni student. I can't. I can't yeah. work full time. Dad lost his job during COVID mm. um, and mum works in an office at a school. Yeah. So we're not like, it's a common misconception. Like we've had a lot of the time people even in Excel's thought we were rich. Mm. Um, Lindsay Martin and Jet, that family mm. um, told everyone like, I actually don't think hard working. Like, and just getting by. Yeah. yeah. And like, I don't, I don't do anything else apart from work and race and then yeah. go to uni. You had to scratch together to get that like that car didn't you that legend car that you currently drive like it wasn't easy for you to get that car you know what i mean like no. most some, like most people as you know in that class some people yeah. have two cars oh yeah yeah that aussie race car that was um that was everything we had we put into it to get it mm. um and then all my sponsors like i got productivity boot camp which had been with me from the start um, mm. munro sport bold trailers have been with me from the same with simpson australia actually mm. um they've been with me from the start and then you got I picked up new ones this year. So I got GTS Earthworks, um, mm. Total Surveying Solutions, uh, New South Wales car team, and now on board with me. And yeah, one is Greg from Simpson from the Shire as well, or not? Yeah, he was at Kiraway. He's, I think he moved his workshop, but he was at Kiraway. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And you just looked locally, and then that's how you got your gear in a way. Is that how it happened? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, Greg actually is very well. Like he's like a mentor to me a bit. Like he'll call me before right, race race weekends and say what I'm doing. And I'm, I'm normally like, I'm coaching, I'm coaching, then I got uni, then I got to do an assignment, then I'm coaching, then I'm going to Wakefield to race. Yeah. He's like, you're not coaching on Wednesday. And I was like, oh, no, I have to. And he goes, no. Nah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, what do you mean? And he's like, I want you to chill. And I was like, okay. I don't know how to chill. Like, I don't yeah, do that. That's yeah, not my yeah. thing. And I was like, all right. So he's, he does a lot of things like that. And he talks to me before every round and after the round in between races. Mm. Um, just goes, like, it, at, um, at Tassie, he was like, you just got to make sure you have good breaks. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I don't know, good breaks. And we got there. And yeah. Went through like three sets of pads, just yeah. heavy braking. What are you? What are you studying at uni? Um, bit left of field. I'm doing psychology and social science. Yeah, right. They're doing a double degree, and I currently major in crime. But I want to want to go to marketing. Okay. Drop, drop. Do you want to crime. drop that? You don't want to do crime anymore. No, I want to. Yeah, I want to do psychology and crime. Yeah, no, yeah. some psychology and social and marketing. Yeah, because then that I can try and get a job as a marketing psychologist, mm. and that's the thing. Like I'm a I'm a math person. Like my dad's a math person as well. Like top of the year in math english i was okay at but i wasn't top of the year like i was in math yeah and i for some reason decided to do something with psych with lots of essays for yeah, no right. reason i was like okay i'm well. good at none of that by the way <laughs> <laughs> you can just rock up to the track and just like hey guys i'm here but yeah i was like i was like why don't i do that like i just chose a he essay he heavy topics yeah for no reason i was like oh okay yeah um but i had no clue what i did i did engineering in year 11 and 12 and i hated it yeah like i'll happily go engineer a formula v for a weekend and change setup and yeah. crashes and work on the car didn't you teach yourself how to build computers as well yeah yeah, yeah. so I'm, I'm big into the computers like i love i love technology and i love just like interesting cool things like yeah i got like all my own streaming setup and like 
I did during lockdown. I did all the sim stuff. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, I just yeah put. What's your beautiful sim for someone? Or? No, 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 no. I just ha- I have all that. I love all that type of thing. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And I put I built two computers put yeah. together. Um. It's just yeah. It's just weird things like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, dude, thanks for coming on the podcast. Yeah. And um. Yeah, man. Hopefully, in the future, when you've done a bit more past what you're doing now, we'll, we'll bring you back. Yeah, in. we'll go back round two. Sounds good. <laughs> All right, dude. Cheers, cheers, Lucky. Thanks for listening to On the Couch with Hooli. If you enjoyed this podcast, make sure to leave us a rating on Apple or Spotify.